deep in the despair of their exile in Babylon. The prophet Jeremiah said these words to the Israelites that can be found in Jeremiah 29, 11. Listen to the word of God. For I know the plans I have for you, said the Lord. They are plans for good and not for evil, to give you a future and a hope. There is a word from the Lord on this Father's Day as we celebrate the first federal Juneteenth holiday. And I am honored to share the word from Jeremiah 29:11 in a teaching entitled, The Plans of a Faithful Father. Pray with me, please. Faith of our fathers, holy faith. We will be true to thee to death. Let the words of my mouth and the meditations of my heart be acceptable in your sight. And it's in Jesus' name that we pray. Let us all say, Amen. Yes, it is Father's Day, a time when we celebrate fathers. However, for too many children, a father is a fraud, a fantasy. Having a father is a concept that does not exist. And in the rare cases that it does exist, the father-child relationship is fraught with dysfunction, disruption, dishonesty, and yes, pain. Let's be clear. The notion that black men are not being fathers to the children that they sire is a myth. And it's time to call out what it is, and be clear about the statistics quoted by Fox News and even public officials. For example, while it's true that around 70% of black children are born to parents who are not married, we cannot equate the number of unmarried dads to the number of fatherless children. First of all, marriage rates don't necessarily reflect the number of black fathers living with their children. As writer Josh Lenz puts out, the majority of black dads, 2.4 million of them, of around, around 4.2 million available, do live with their kids, even if they're not married to their partners. This stereotype of black men having babies and unwed situations ignores the clear evidence that black fathers are in fact more involved in their children's care and their lives than fathers of other races. According to a 2013 report by the CDC, black dads, whether they live with their children or not, are more actively involved in their children's lives than their counterparts of other races. For example, the CDC report that black men who live with their children are more likely than fathers of other races to provide physical care, like bathing, diapering, feeding for their young children. And they read to their children and help their children with their homework all on a daily basis. And they do that more than fathers of other races who also cohabitate with their kids. 
That same CDC report reveals that among dads who do not live with their children, black dads are more likely to be involved in care, including reading to their children, helping them with their homework, and taking them about their daily activities. Black men do that more than Hispanic or white dads who live apart from their kids. Non-residential black fathers are also the least likely to report that they're not involved in the care of their children, including bathing, dressing, changing diapers, and playing with their children. Let's be clear. These children are not being born by unwanted black fathers. We know that fatherhood is an important goal for the majority of black men. A survey by the Washington Post, the Kaiser Family Foundation, and Harvard University shows that 83% of black men, ages 18 to 29, said that being a father is somewhat or very important to them. Yes, we can conclude that fatherhood is equally important to black men as it is to men of other races. Now, the context of the verses that we're studying today from Jeremiah chapter 29, verse 11, indicates that it was not meant as a blanket promise of worldly blessing. Jeremiah, the prophet, ministered before and during the Babylonian exile when the southern kingdom of Judah suffered the covenant curse of expulsion from the promised land for its continued unfaithfulness to the Lord. Jeremiah had warned the Israelites that punishment was coming and he pleaded with them to repent of their idolatry and evil doing. When they did not, he prophesied that Nebuchadnezzar, king of Babylon, would conquer Judea and Jerusalem and carry the people into exile. Now, even in the midst of this prophecy of punishment, there was a sliver of hope. The exile would be long, but it would not be permanent. God proposed to chasten his people, but he would not destroy them. He would bring them back to their land after 70 years. Moreover, the Lord promised to bless the people during their exile. This promised blessing is the subject matter of chapter 29, which conveys the contents of a letter that the prophet sent to the people in exile. God encourages the people to build houses, to marry, to give their children in marriage, to plant vineyards, and to seek the welfare of the city. These blessings are the reversal or the suspension of the covenant curses that we find in Deuteronomy. The exile of black men as unfit, unwanted, and unwilling fathers has gone on long enough. The Lord has plans for the black father. The Lord has plans for him to prosper. The Lord has plans for his good health. The Lord has plans for an increase in his finances and plans for improvement in his relationships. And yes, even good plans for his 
children. But all of these plans, the one that Jeremiah talked about, and the, the one that I'm speaking of today, hinges upon a relationship with the Lord. Let me be clear. I'm not talking about a transactional relationship where God is saying, you follow me and I'll give you prosperity. What God is saying is when you make me your Lord and Savior, I will give you something far greater than prosperity. The Lord is saying this, Dad, he will give you peace that will guide you through the ups and downs of fatherhood. And Dad, you will receive a place in God's kingdom with your Father in heaven enjoying everlasting life. On June 19th, 1865, about two months after Confederate General Robert E. Lee surrendered at Appomattox, Gordon Granger, a Union general, arrived in Galveston, Texas to inform slave African Americans of their freedom and that the Civil War had ended. General Granger's announcement put in effect the Emancipation Proclamation, which had been issued more than two and a half years earlier by President Abraham Lincoln on January 1st, 1863. General Granger announced the emancipation of the Texas slaves by saying that the law of the land was absolute equality for former masters and former slaves. My brothers and sisters, this is a wonderful concept and one that did not exist when General Granger announced it in 1863 and clearly does not exist in our world today. But it does exist with God. And God is calling fathers to bask in the absolute glory of the Lord. So the question today, fathers, is where do you stand with the Father? Are your steps being ordered by his plans or yours? If you're not standing with God, I feel and know your pain. For years as a single parent, I was outside of God's grace and glory. I tried to be a father on my own terms. And yes, while I got some things right, the vast majority of my life, was going in the wrong direction. But then I found being a father in line with the plans of the father was the best thing that I had ever done. So today, fathers, it is your opportunity to get in line with the plans of the father. And you can do that by simply praying this prayer with me. Dear Heavenly Father, I am coming to you to get in line with your plans for my life. I give myself away so that you can use me to advance your will. I ask for forgiveness for my sins. And Father, I ask that you make me into the kind of Father worthy of you. I give you all the honor and I give you all the glory. And it's in Jesus' name that I pray. Amen.
If you prayed that prayer with me, you are saved. However, confession of sin is not enough. God wants you and you need to be in a community of believers. I believe that New Bethel is a church that can help you on your journey with the Lord. Give me a call or, or send me a text. My number is 608-358-1309. Let me say that again. It's 608-358-1309. Let's have a chat. A chat about your faith. And now for our benediction. A covering of God's grace until we meet again. As you go from here, remember this. God's love is from everlasting to everlasting, from generation to generation. Just as a father has compassion on his children, so God has compassion on those who fear him, who listen to his voice and will do his will. Go out in the knowledge that the everlasting love of God goes with you. Amen. with
Thanks, it's your faithful giving to New Bethel that has allowed us to do God's work. You can give to New Bethel by texting NBC150 to 888-364-4483. You can also give online at www.nbcdublin.com. Or you can mail your contribution to Post Office Box 1690, Dublin, Georgia, 31040. Blessings and thank you.